Hey there, welcome to the Next Level Nutrition Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Long, business coach for nutritionists. I help nutritionists just like you create and launch their business and sign their first high-paying client. In this podcast, you'll learn practical strategies to start and grow your nutrition business that you can implement right away. You'll also hear from a ton of guests who have started their own thriving nutrition businesses and share what they've learned throughout their journey. Let's get started. This episode is sponsored by the Launch Your Nutrition Biz group program. This is a 10-week group program to help you start your nutrition business from scratch. Throughout the 10 weeks together, we really dig into your business fundamentals and get clear on who you want to work with, how you're going to share your message with them, how are you really going to um, create materials that are going to speak directly to them through your website, your newsletter. We're going to create um, a lead magnet, which means something that's attracting someone to want to be added to your newsletter. Uh, We're getting really clear on how you're going to start attracting clients in and how you're going to work with them. And then we also just start talking about a really big marketing platform for bringing your business to the world. This is really hands-on comprehensive group program, meaning you get support from me, Stephanie, and you also get the support of everybody else in the group. Um, You also get editing support throughout the 10 weeks and you get um, feedback and group coaching calls. So you are supported 100% along the way. We get started April 8th for the first round, and there's only a few spots left. So if you're interested in joining us for this round, please go to stephanielong.ca slash group program to learn more. Hey friends, I'm so excited for you to be here to listen to today's podcast episode. It's going to be a good one. So I have on Heidi McCauley, who is a past student of mine and is a graduate from Canadian School of Natural Nutrition. Heidi is a registered holistic nutritionist and a fermentation nerd. (laughs) Um, Heidi's here today to chat with you guys about uh, five different ways to release self-doubt and face your fears. And I know this is a really, really good topic that a lot of us deal with. A lot of us deal with self-doubt and we have that fear and sometimes um, the fear and the self-doubt can actually outweigh us actually putting any energy and effort into our nutrition business because we get stuck in fear, we get stuck in doubt, and we don't actually move forward. So Heidi is going to share all about that with you guys today. I'm really excited for this. Um, She's a great person to speak on this because she is a new graduate um, and she's had to overcome a lot to actually go from being in school to launching her business and overcome those fears that a lot of us can relate to. So let's welcome Heidi and I'm excited for you guys to listen to this one. Hey Heidi, thanks so much for being here with us today. Hey yeah, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to have the opportunity to do this. Me too. Um, I'm really excited to bring you to my community and just for everybody listening, I wanted to fill you in on a little bit of background about Heidi and my relationship. So I met Heidi... I guess it would have been almost two years ago when I first moved out to Victoria, BC. Um, I put an ad in our like local nutrition Facebook group seeing who wanted to meet up um, to kind of get together because at that point Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't have any friends. I really need a community of people. And Heidi, thankfully, was the one to put her hand up and be like, yeah, I'll meet meet with you. Let's get together. (laughs) So (laughs) thank you for that. My first friend on the island. So we met there and then actually what ended up happening was she was taking um, Canadian School of Natural Nutrition, I believe at the same time as when we were meeting up. So um, I started teaching at the Nanaimo branch of CSNN and ended up teaching Heidi up there. So she ended up becoming one of my students and became my friend. And that's how we've gotten to where we are today. (laughs) So I was really excited to bring her on to share more about the topic of um, what we're going to talk about today is five ways to release self-doubt and face your fears. And I know that this is something Heidi has a lot of experience with, and she's going to dig into that more. Mm -hmm. This is something I have a lot of experience with, self-doubt and fear. I mean, it creeps up every so often. And even being five years into my business, I still have to deal with it. But I wanted Heidi to come on to share that in a more like raw and authentic way, because honestly, she's still kind of going through it, um, just like we all are. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So Heidi, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and your background with nutrition and like really dig into this topic about fear and self-doubt a bit more. Yeah, totally. Um, Yeah, it was really cool meeting with you uh, the few years ago. It was really funny because it was at a time in my life where even though I was in school still, I was, you know, 
feeling a lack of motivation, a few self-doubts as well. And when you reached out, I was like, yes, I need to talk to people. I need to get inspired. I need to get out there and start doing something. So it was really cool to meet you and then find out that you're teaching me was even better. It was just, it's a really cool experience how it all developed. But um, I, um, I personally, I just started my company uh, late December. And so I'm the owner of Sofferson Wellness and a bit of a fermentation nerd. Um, I've definitely been in the business world for a long time. So I've, you know, had the opportunity to help run companies, start companies, um, work with entrepreneurs. But when it came to starting my own company, I just, the self-doubt, the procrastination, the anxiety, everything just got the best of me. So um, I totally, I totally know how that feels. And um, yeah, overcoming them was a big step for me. And I'm really, really excited to be talking about it today. Yeah, I think it's like one of those things like, you know, a lot of us pretend not to go through. We're like, oh, no, it's good. I've got this. Yeah, my business is great. And like you meet someone at a social event (laughs) and you're like, you know, all these anxieties are building, but you like feel like you have to put on this front sometimes. Um, Where I really found when you actually start being honest about these fears and these anxieties and the self-doubt and share them with your peers, that's when people can really come together to support one another. So it kind of works in a different way, like you don't have to pretend to like have it all together. It's really about like being super honest about where you're at and like maybe where you can ask for some support. Oh, for sure. And I think that's kind of the area where we've all lost is the authentic side. I mean, we all experience this at one time or another and, you know, we're all in the same boat here. We're all just trying to work together and get to the same end goal. So um, when you start talking about it and uh, just, really, I guess, owning it, um, it, it becomes a power as opposed to, um, a self-doubt, I guess. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I love that. The power, the idea mm-hmm. of like you put energy into it and it, you can kind of like, it's not like making it more than it is. It's like owning the feeling, really sitting with the feeling and like processing it instead yeah. of it letting it like overcome you. Yeah. Totally. And that's, you know, one of the things that I'll talk about today too, is just understanding it. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it's not bad, even when it comes to procrastination, there's different forms of procrastination. And a lot of the times it can actually be really healthy when used properly. So I think um, like anything, when it comes to health or fitness or whatever it might be, whatever your struggle is, um, it's getting to the root cause of it and understanding it and um, about overcoming it and yeah, working through it. So yeah. yeah, definitely. So I want to dig into kind of like the five ways to release self-doubt and face your fears, but I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit first. <laughs> okay. No, we didn't discuss this beforehand, Alrighty. but I'm just, <laughs> I'm just wondering if you can like dig into a little bit more about like what exactly, like coming out of school and you talked about the fears and the anxieties, like, can you just talk about that a little bit more? Because I think that will be a very um, relatable experience for people. Like, how did you initially feel? Like, how, what were the fears coming up? What What were the thoughts that you were having? And then, like, how did you actually kind of move from the place of, like, overwhelm into, like, okay, but I'm still going to run this business. I'm yeah. still going to start it and do it even with these things chirping in my yeah. ear. Um, for me, personally, um, I'm an overthinker, for sure. And, you know, a lot of people I talk to, they're, they say the same thing. But for me, I just, I felt... Um, I guess a a lot of self-doubts and I guess personal things came up for me, but I just looked at all of these opportunities and I completely got overwhelmed. I was just, you know, I was excited and I got out of school and I figured, you know, I have my whole entire life planned and I've got this and I've got that and this is what I'm going to do. And then I get out into the real world, start doing it. And I just like fumbled, basically. I just didn't even know where to begin. I, um... I created all of these things in my mind about, oh, I'll, I'll do this later or, you know, when I get more certification or whatever it might be, then I'll do it. And mm-hmm. so I kept bringing up all of these excuses for myself to not start it because I felt like I wasn't good enough. I didn't think I had the tools. Um, the list was really endless. And it was just me creating and exaggerating these self-doubts in my mind. And uh, yeah, so when I got out of school, it was... Uh, an exciting and confusing and scary time, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with you. I felt the exact same way. And it's like, the excitement is so high, but then the fear is so high. Yeah, And I feel like it's like this like balancing, like, 
some days you're like, I'm super excited and the fear kind of like shrinks down. And then other days you're like, holy crap, the fear is like so high (laughs) and the excitement's like low and you're like, what am I doing? And it's like this constant up and down battle, which I think honestly, like it's always there. But I think when Mm -hmm. you're starting out, it's even more of a mindset battle because this is something new that maybe you've never done before or even for you like you said you've worked with other startups and companies and business owners and even you someone who's already aware of this or like maybe had a one-up of knowing that this might happen you still kind of got kicked down from it or you still kind of like had the reality of it yeah yeah no that was the funny part you know I, I thought that I had I did think I had all the tools I thought I had everything accessible to me and um even when I thought I had the tools it was still when it comes to your own company and it when it comes to your own passion and niche per se um it's a total different playing field like and mm-hmm. it really is you know I can you know give the advice but can I take the advice is that's a totally different game so um yeah starting from the square one and just doing it was the hardest part and then you know like anything once a, a stone starts rolling down the mountain it just gets faster and faster and faster and it just snowballs and that's kind of where I feel like I'm at right now. You know, I'm, I've got over that hump and it's just, it's going and I'm going with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and do you mean like in a positive way where like it's rolling, meaning like you're in it and you can kind of like, I guess, roll with the punches versus like, you feel like the, the rock is like, you're oh, yeah. running and the rock's about to like crush you. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No, in the best possible way. <laughs> oh, okay. Happen. Okay. I was like, it could go either way here. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> so I see you feel like you like got it kind of like, got it up over the hill and now it's like obviously there's still challenges that come up but you can face them a little bit more with like some of the tools you've created for yourself to kind of get yourself out of that stuck spot definitely and you know I'm going to be talking about you know five of my kind of um, ways to do this and I go back to each one of these steps all the time and I know that they'll they'll just help me continue to grow and flourish and um, although there's going to be bumps in the roads there's always going to be things like that that you're going to have to deal with um I, I just feel like once you've gotten these steps into place and once you have at least gotten started, it's a little bit easier to keep going. Not all the time. There's always going to be things that will come up. But I mean, for the most part, it's the getting started part that can be the hardest. Yes, I totally agree. And I think that's when people give up. They're like, oh, this yeah. the start is too hard. It's just yep. really tough. And then they give up and then it's like the dream is crushed, right? So it is the hardest part and it is the most emotional part. And, you know, there's going to be emotional parts along the way, but like, it's really that hump you have to get over and just to even show yourself you can do it. Yeah. And then you can kind of navigate the rest of the feelings as they come. But it's like, you just have to have that initial like, holy crap, I'm going to do this. I don't know what the heck I'm doing, but I'm going to put my full faith into it. Yeah. And it's scary and I might pee my pants, (laughs) but I'm going to do it. So, (laughs) you know, we just have to really like, push ourselves a little bit, um, maybe out of our comfort zone. And then things start feeling a little bit more comfortable as time as time goes. And it, you know, this is going to be kind of funny, but I think it was Yogi Bear that said this, actually, you can only fail if you give up. (laughs) And that's the thing. It's like, there is no such thing as failure. It's just lessons. And that was the one thing Mm -hmm. when it came to fears, I was fear of I was feared of full of uh, failing and just not being good enough. The perfectionist side of me got it. And it's just you know, in my mind, the only way you can fail is if you just didn't try. And that's that's what I started realizing. I just, you know, I need to at least do it to learn it. So yeah, yeah. that's really true. And one quote that I really love, I actually wanted to start the episode with this, and then I forgot, but I'll say it now. Um, Whether you think you can, or you think you can't, you're right. Mm. Yeah. Right. So that's just that power of the mind, right? Yeah. Like whether you think you can, okay, if you're so have so much positive thought and so much energy into oh my god I can do this I've got this and sure you have a bit of self-doubt but you just you choose not to to move into the self-doubt and you really like put energy into that like I have got this I'm going to move forward you've got it but if you keep telling yourself I can't do this I don't have this oh my god everyone's going to make fun of me why do I think I should be the one to do this that's going to be the truth right? You're going to talk yourself into that as your reality. So it's like, we really need to get on our own team first and foremost, and be our first cheerleader um, and not wait until everybody else is behind us. Because sometimes people won't be on board with our dreams. 
mm-hmm. right? They just might not. They might not want it as much as we want it. So we have to really, really show up and be that person to encourage ourselves and really tell ourselves, you know, this is what I want and I'm going to I'm gonna push myself towards it. Yeah, I love what you said there too about the energy. It's whatever you put your energy into. And it goes back to the same quote that you just said, you know, if you believe you can, you can. If you believe you can't, you can't. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, just it's really rewiring our brains in order to push aside the self-doubts and know that, you know, I am worth it. You are worth it. I am good enough. We are good enough and we can do this. And um, it's it's easier said than done some days, but I, I really do firmly believe that. Yeah, no, I love that. I'm so glad that you have used all of these tools to help push yourself forward because um, I can see so many amazing things coming your way in your business. Um, you. But if you never pushed yourself a little bit, you know, it wouldn't be there for you. So I'm really excited that you've gotten through the fear and I'm now excited to like, let's just dig into these five ways to release self-doubt and face your fears because everybody's feeling motivated. Now they're like, okay, how do I kick these fears in their face and just get rid of them yeah, for, for good? Sure. Um, so yeah, so today I'm going to be talking about five ways that I found um, helped me to release my self-doubts and basically face my bare fears. Um, so the, the five topics today are going to be one, get involved. Two, cultivate a support group. Three, do something that scares you daily. Four, schedule yourself, make time for yourself. And five, ask for help because nobody needs to do it on their own. And you're not expected to. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We can ask for help. So why don't we just go into the first one, the get involved. And why don't you talk to us a little bit about what this one means? Yeah. So this one was something that I found really, really helped me. You know, it's kind of how we even first originally met is the fact that I was in these networking groups and, um, you know, whenever I get in a slump or something, I just find that I need to surround myself more with like-minded individuals and people that are going to inspire me and um, encourage me to follow my passion basically. And so um, when I say get involved, you know, it can be in any way, really. Um, It can be in your community, your workplace, uh, networking groups, either online or in person. Um, it's basically just, you know, finding the people that you click with and that you really, really, you want to learn from and can learn from you too. Somebody that's going to expand your confidence and, uh, yeah, expand your network too. So, um, one way that I actually did this too was recently I've gotten involved with the Victoria Yoga Conference and I really, really, really like that because it's a way to volunteer. It's a way to give back to your community. Um, it's a way to expand your horizons and network with different people and you just feel good about it. You know, I, um, I went there and mm-hmm. everything was aligned. It was just such an amazing experience and I'll probably be doing this year after year moving forward and you get to create really good, long lasting relationships doing it and you get to learn a lot too. So I, um, that's one huge way for sure that I would recommend to anybody really. Yeah, like don't isolate yourself, like kind of do the opposite, like put yourself in those social situations where like you're learning from other people, finding a mentor, you're meeting peers, like you're like in that kind of like creative energy around other people. Because I think when we're by ourselves, it's like we can, again, that mindset stuff can start like, oh, and you kind of like go into that deep hole or the black hole (laughs) of like, oh my gosh, and you work yourself into this thing where when you're out and about, it kind of shifts your energy and I find that you can really come up with more creative ideas for your business when you're around other people. Yes, definitely. And the best part is you never know who you're going to meet there. You know, you never know what opportunities could be presented to you or whatever it might be. I was um, I was talking to another girl that was volunteering there and she said that she had this amazing work opportunity that came up the year before when she was volunteering. She just met one of the Uh, I can't even remember. I think it was just somebody that was attending the conference. It wasn't even anybody that was volunteering and they just started talking and they offered her a job and Mm. it's just been going great for her. And so you never know what could come of it, you know, depending on what you're looking for or maybe not looking for. Um, If you just open the invite, I guess, and have it have a space for it, then um, yeah, lots of great things can come your way. Yeah, I totally agree. I know when I first started out, Um, I like kind of threw myself into the whole like, um, networking and meeting a lot of people and like saying yes to a Mm -hmm. lot of things. 
Um, I will say though, on the yeah. flip side, the more you say yes to, like be really careful with the yeses because Definitely. if you say yes to too many things, your energy can really get um, taken over and then you're and then you're burnt out. So I said yes to a lot of things. And at the time, it was a really good learning opportunity to meet different people and to try things out that maybe I wouldn't have tried out before. So um, it really helped to mold me into like the practitioner and nutritionist that I wanted to be um, through these opportunities. But again, like I wouldn't um, overextend yourself, you know, if you're in this, like, I guess, sensitive energy state where, you know, even getting out to an event is big for you because you have a lot of self-doubt and you have a lot of anxiety, maybe even just picking one thing to do would Mm -hmm. be the best thing. So you're not like getting super overwhelmed with committing to like 10 different networking events or whatever it might be. Oh, for sure. I found the same thing with me, you know, even to this day, it's hard for me to say no to an opportunity that comes my way. But I need to check in with myself and say, you know, is this aligned? Is this something that I should be investing my time in? And, you know, is this the best option for me at this time right now? You know, it's really hard for sure, because I've had a few different things come up and it's just like, I just want to do it all. (laughs) I can't do it all. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the next one that you would recommend? Um, number two. Yeah. So this one is actually somewhat similar to the first one, um, but it's cultivating a support group. And this doesn't actually need to be a group per se, but more of an accountability partner. So I find that um, when you have somebody that you've dedicated to be checking in with and um, telling your goals and your ambitions and ideally somebody that is working in the same way with you. So they're also have goals and ambitions and they don't have to be the same ones or in the same field or anything like that, but at least somebody that's um, there to help support you and you're able to support them too. I find that um, has really helped me. I um, I've made, I'll kind of talk about this a little bit later on too, but I've made a habit of leaving Sundays for me and telling all of my employers and contracts and different people that I work with, even friends and family, that usually Sundays are dedicated for me. And I'll check in with like my accountability partner that day. Um, I'll prep for the week. I'll look over things and kind of review how things went. And I find that when you have somebody to do that with, it makes you more committed to your goals. Um, It has somebody, yeah. Mm -hmm that is your accountability partner is checking in with you. So. Yeah, I agree. I I mean, I've talked about this quite a bit and I always reference this like on my social media channels and things like that. But when I first started my nutrition business, I like tried to do everything on my own and um, didn't really look mm-hmm. for help or reach out. Um, I was cultivating a, a support network yeah. of people, but like I didn't really like have like a person to reflect things on or to like have accountability with. And then um, – I eventually found those friends and it was super helpful. And then moving forward in my business, I started investing in coaches. So someone that was paid, you know, I would pay somebody to keep me accountable. And I mean, that just works for me because even sometimes with friends, and Heidi, I don't know if this happens to you, I think that can that accountability with a friend can last for a while, but then sometimes it can start to fade and then you're not keeping each other as accountable and it, and it doesn't sure. necessarily translate into long, a long-term solution. So I started, you know, hiring coaches who have experience in like keeping me accountable so that it was like weekly, I would be like, okay, like what should I do? And like help me along the way. And you know, also being like, this week is really hard. Like, can you just help me through this? So yeah. Um, yeah. What, what are your thoughts about that? Like, do you feel like the support through a friend or through a colleague is enough? Or do you feel like sometimes you need a little bit more? Yeah, no. And I find there's a really um, fine line when it comes to having a friend as an accountability partner. Um, you know, friends don't necessarily mean to be that they are there for everything. You know, sometimes having a friend to go and turn off your brain and not think about work and not talk about ideas and just go and have fun. That's really, really necessary. And so I think when you're choosing an accountability partner, whether it's paid or whether it is a friend or somebody in the workplace, um, choose wisely because you do want to have somebody that's Mm going to be committed to you and that you're also committed to them as well. And that you can respect each other's time and space because who has all the time in the world. (laughs) We (laughs) really, really, um, yeah, time is precious in my mind. So when you're, when you're looking for an accountability partner or you're trying to 
find one or cultivate that support group. It, it does have to be somebody that um, is disciplined and can help you and help you grow because that's the purpose of it. So yeah, I agree. And, and I kind of, I'll talk a little bit later too, but it's again, with ha- asking for help, I find that that's another area where getting a mentor or a coach or somebody that you can work with, um, whether it's paid or not. I mean, I find that when you're investing in somebody, you're a lot more invested in it yourself. So mm-hmm. if you're just looking for the free advice or f- free this and that, you know, sometimes that's what it's worth too. Not all the time, but I mean, I, I know personally that I have a, a mentor that I see and I, um, I just find it so, so valuable. It's, it's just, it really, really helps me. So, yeah. Yeah. I think you kind of have to like really ask yourself like, or know more about your personality and what, what you mm-hmm. need to like really kind of stay on track and then just evaluate yeah. from there. Like, does that mean a friend? Does that mean a paid person? Does that mean like a big group of people or just one person? Like you can really play around with it and see, but I think the point that you're making, which is a great one is like, there just has to be somebody there. You know, this doesn't have yeah. to be a solo journey and it no. really shouldn't. Like we need our no. people um, and we really only grow when we're together Um, And when we're like supporting one another. So like community and group support is so important. It is. And it's actually really, really key for us. You know, it dates back to um, needing a tribe and Mm -hmm. having that tribe. It's it's really ingrained in us and we're not meant to do it on our own. You know, we're just not. And that's also when it comes to even comparisons, it's identifying yourself. It's trying to find your people that you mesh well with and you know there's a negative side to that and a positive side to that and a lot of times we're looking at you know people on Instagram or Facebook and comparing ourselves and it's because we're trying to identify we're trying to find something that is residing with us and I don't believe that comparison is good but used in a proper way to understand why you're looking at that can be can be really healthy too so um, again, getting to the root cause and understanding as opposed to, um, you know, I guess trying to be somebody else, you know, you need to understand why you're trying to look at other people. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a lot about self-exploration for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. So the next one I know that you want to talk about is like doing something that scares you daily. So mm-hmm. what do you mean by this? So this is all about the fear basically this is all about the procrastination um this is something that is going to help you it's basically setting yourself up to put yourself out of your comfort zone and being comfortable with failure you know allowing yourself to embrace it and um you know again the only way that you can actually fail is by giving up or by not trying at all so when you're putting yourself in a situation of um doing something out of your comfort zone and trying something new daily, um, you're releasing those self-doubts and those expectations and those judgments on yourself. You're putting yourself in a place of learning and understanding as opposed to just not doing. So, you know, it can be really small things, but I really do. I really do think that just doing it, you know, I I mean, it's not, it's not the easiest Mm -hmm. thing to say, I guess. Um, there's a there's a book that actually I have been reading that talks a lot about procrastination, a lot about habit stacking, and a lot about kind of overcoming your fears as well. Um, and it was actually, it's kind of funny how I found this book. I think I was telling you a little bit about this. Um, it's called Tiny Leaps, mm-hmm. Big Changes. And you were talking about a book called Big Leaps. And I wrote down for whatever reason, Tiny Leaps, and I got this audiobook and I was so excited about it just realized that it was the wrong audiobook. <laughs> and I mean, it happened for a reason. <laughs> totally. And that's the funny thing. It's been the best mistake of my life. I've listened to the audiobook at least three times now in the past, like, I don't even know, it's been a couple weeks already. Like I've honestly been listening to it nonstop. And wow. it's, yeah, it's honestly been probably one of the best audiobooks I've found yet. So it's kind of funny how things like that work. But he talks a lot about, um, you know, procrastination and embracing your fear as well too um so yeah so what would be like a daily activity that scares you like in terms of business like 
do you mean like saying yes to something maybe you would have said no to because of fear or like writing an email like maybe that you want to do a workshop at a health food store but you're kind of scared to reach out like writing the email like are those the things you mean or what or do you mean like jumping out of a plane <laughs> and bungee jumping like what kind of like scary things are we talking by about all here? means go and jump out of a plane <laughs> no <laughs> I like I'm pro <laughs> jumping out of planes but no um it doesn't have to be that extreme <laughs> but um I guess a good example would be this podcast for me um I you know have never thought that I would be doing a podcast at this stage in my business or really potentially ever because uh, I think they're awesome and they're amazing but again I had all those self-doubts you know what do I have to say like who's going to want to listen to me and why should I be on a podcast all those kinds of things and when I had the Mm -hmm. opportunity to do it I was like why not like why not me so um, I just yeah, I'm, I'm really, really excited to be doing this. Um, it's really fun for me because it definitely put me in a, 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 out of my comfort zone. And um, for me, I it's very empowering to do like anything that you think that you couldn't do. Um, and it can be small daily things too. I'm trying to even think of something on a, a regular basis. But uh, one, one thing I heard one time, I can't remember, I think it was on a podcast actually, is just asking the clerk if you could have a 10% discount. You know, I, I, know, I know that sounds kind of funny, but mm. doing something that you're for sure going to be rejected at or something that's going to, you know, fail at in a sense, at least you're trying it and you're getting comfortable with that feeling because if you don't feel comfortable with mm. it, like you can't, you can't grow from that because you're always going to fail at something no matter what. Um, but you can't let that stop you from trying at least. Yeah, it's so true. Okay, first off, before I go into my thought, okay, you're doing great. So oh, you're doing awesome. <laughs> well, so I mean, like, you know, if you didn't have now, it kind of reaffirms for you that you can do podcasts. Yeah, like you've created a new belief, which I think is awesome. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what the like doing something that scares you. It's like, well, I can't do that because you know, and you list all these things. If you just do the thing, you create the new belief. Yeah, right. So I just wanted to say that, that you're doing awesome. And I, I know how scary it can be. I get scared coming on and doing my podcast. It's my podcast. Yeah. So like, you know, I think we all have to just overcome those fears a little bit. And then the other thing I want to say is I heard this um, in the past from one of my coaches, and she talked about someone who would do things and kind of like you were saying, just to hear no. Mm-hmm. And and that like idea of like you're always going to hear no or th- you're often going to hear no or you're going to get doors shut in your face and we have to get a little bit more comfortable with the no yeah. because I think we're like we live in this fear of like what happens if someone says yeah. no and it's like the worst thing in the world if someone says no and if we get more comfortable with the no it's like there's always going to sure. be a yes for every no there's going to be a yes and if we can like kind of demystify that word and take the power away yeah. from that word then if we hear no, we're a little bit more okay with it. And we know that the yes is just around Yeah, it's kind of funny. And again, that I love when you talk about the power and the energy, because it's whatever you put the power and energy into, um, you know, taking control of it, owning it, not allowing it to own, own you, basically. And um, yeah, just being being who you are authentically and taking it on. I mean, so what if they say no? Okay, move on and go to the next, because there is going to be something that's going to say yes. Yeah, totally. Totally. I love this one. Thank you for sharing this with us because I think a lot of us just always want to do things that are comfortable and we just like seek out comfort all day long. But this is kind of flipping it on its head to be like, how about you you seek out a little bit of discomfort and see how that feels and get more comfortable with discomfort. Yeah. And actually, that's another thing with this part, too, that I kind of forgot to say. But um, it's our it's our biases about ourselves, too. You know, things that we've actually created in our mind. And it's something it's a it's a protective mechanism. It's something that our body and our minds naturally do to protect ourselves. And so it's instinctual and we don't even realize it a lot of the times. Um, The best way, I think, to help you or help anyone with releasing self-doubt is replacing self-doubt with uh, self-belief. And instead of thinking about all the wrong things that could happen or replaying your losses in your mind, replay your wins in your mind. You know, for every loss that you've had, what about the wins? Why don't we talk more about those, you know? Yeah. Um, 
everybody's got yeah. losses. Everybody's got things in their closet that they're not proud of. And, but you know what? I've got a lot of things that I'm really proud of too. And um, I'd rather relive those than relive the doubts. <laughs> exactly. And you know what? And I'll share this with you guys. This is like a super honest and vulnerable thing I'm going to share. But, mm-hmm. you know, when I teach at the nutrition school, when they're done, when I'm done the chorus, they do, um, course evaluation. So every student like Heidi, you would have had to do this too. You fill out a course evaluation. (laughs) And then after I've done all the marking and, you know, I'm done with the chorus, I get a, I actually get access to the course evaluations. Like there's no names on it, obviously, Mm -hmm. but I get the feedback from what the student said. And I'll say that, you know, let's say there's 30 um, students in the classroom, you know, 29 out of 30 are usually very happy with the way that I've taught the chorus. And I really like, that's not to like toot my own horn, but like, I just pride myself that I I am a good instructor and that I try to bring my best to the class. But there's that one person that maybe wasn't happy or had beef with me or, you know, had something to say. Mm -hmm. And that one thing will affect me so deeply when there's 29 other very positive things that have been said. And that one thing can really root in. And I've really had to like see that for what it is and address that. And just like you're saying, like, what about the 29 wins that I just had? Why am I so focused on the one quote unquote failure? And, you know, you really have to see that and be like, you know, there's no reason to put, again, talking about energy, but to put the energy in all of that negative um, feedback you know, when you have so much positive feedback there as well, or so much positive, you know, things to look at, or so much gratitude to give. So, you know, it happens to me too, guys. And it's all just about like putting it into more more of a perspective for yourself. Yeah. And it happens to the best of us. I mean, we're only human. (laughs) We feel, you know, it's like, there's good, there's bad. But, you know, the best part about all of that too, is you got 29 wins and maybe one loss, but the one loss you could probably learn the most from out of all of the wins. So that's a good no one. Matter, I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like no matter what you're, you're winning <laughs> even when you're losing. Yeah. So, yeah. It's just, yeah. just flipping it around. Yeah. There's a video. I'm not even going to remember the exact name. <laughs> so I'm, I don't know why I'm quoting it right now, but um, if you, if any of you guys watch Shark Tank or, or oh, Dragon's yeah. Den. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Barbara, the, yeah. the short the short blonde, she talks a lot about failure. And there's this video that I love, and I actually show it in the business class that I teach at CSNN okay. um, about how failure, you're going to have to YouTube this, some, put Barbara Shark Tank failure, and it I will come I up I remember somehow. you playing this at um, Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I so, probably yeah, played definitely. it for your class. <laughs> yeah. And it was all about like, you know, failure, it's like the people who make it in this business or any business are the people who get a door shut in their face and they get right back up and they try again. And they take that failure as a learning opportunity to see like, how can I improve? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's not about like, like you have to kind of separate business from self and you're not like, oh, my business failed and that makes me a failure. It's like, okay, I'm not a failure. The business, maybe there's something I can improve upon and let's look at it in a really strategic sense so that I can move forward. So it's like, we have to really kind of separate that sometimes. So we're not every time our business might have an issue or a door closes on it. Like we can't let that reflect so much onto us. And we really have to use this as fuel to really move ourselves forward. Yeah. Yeah. I found that was probably, I guess the hardest part, you know, for myself personally. Um, it was hard to hear things or fail at something because getting back up again, it, it was hard for me to do that. And I feel like I've gotten a lot better and I've worked on it and I've, I've kind of understood that about myself. So I've worked on it a lot more, but it's not easy for sure. When you, when you're down and you know, you wish you had done better or whatever it might've been, or you thought you were going down a different path and then, Oh no, now I'm turning now I'm going over here, but <laughs> just, you know, being fluid yeah. with uh, the universe and being open to all opportunities will really, really help with that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, one thing I love like saying a lot and, and that I always have to remind myself of is that things are happening for mm-hmm. us, not to yeah, us. Yeah, for sure. They're happening for us, not to us. I love that. Yeah. Because I think we can be like, why me? Why yeah. is this? Oh, like, and, you know, really like spin things into a negative and, and feel really bad and down about it when it's like, how is this a lesson or how is this an opportunity? Like you said, that one bad review, like how is this an opportunity opportunity to learn and grow and to like overcome? Yeah. 
this challenge. Yeah. 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 All right. So let's go on to number four. Um, I know you um, said that it's all about scheduling yourself. So what exactly do you mean by this? um, This comes, uh, this is a lot more about setting boundaries with yourself and helping the self-respect to give yourself the time that you deserve. Um, You know, we do a lot for other people and we feel the need to have to do everything all the time and be on all the time. And, you know, I am guilty as charged over here for doing that. By all means, I know how that is. But uh, scheduling yourself is really, really important. You need to schedule yourself like you do any other meeting, any other appointment, um, whatever it might be. And some ways that I like to do this, um, like I said, I have blocked out Sundays as being my day. So I get to choose what I do that day. Maybe I choose to work. That's okay. Maybe I choose to go see a friend. Maybe I choose to sit on the couch and watch Netflix all day. It doesn't really matter what I do, but I know that I'm allowing myself that day to, um, yeah, to make it for me. And, you know, there's other ways that I like to do this too, but it's releasing the guilt behind scheduling yourself. I think a lot of people feel guilty to say no to people and to say no to, um, again, opportunities as well. And you just need to release that because, um, there's that saying, what is it? You can't pour from an empty cup. (laughs) I feel like that one I've heard a lot lately. It seems Mm -hmm. to be coming up. So, um, yeah, just making you a priority because you can't help other people if you can't help yourself. So, it's true. And we need some grounding time. Like we need time to like put our feet like on the earth, go for a walk, see a yeah. friend, like laugh. Like sometimes we can get, or I'm, yeah. I'm guilty of this. I get so like business brain and I'm like strategy business. And I talk to my partner like all about oh, yeah. it. And it's just like, okay, when do I get to check out and just like be in my body and like have fun, have joy in my life so that when I, you know, have self-doubt or fear, you know, I have more perspective than just like, you know, tunnel vision for my business. I can be like, look at all these other things that are so joyous in my yeah. life. Yeah, the the finding the balance and the moderation with life and um, work life and personal life and family life and relationships in general is is hard. You know, it's not easy, but I really, really think it's so important because um, working and killing yourself all day long and not being able to enjoy it, like what's what's the fun in that? Why are we even doing this? We're only here for so long, and um, I really do think it's important mm-hmm. to just stop and make you a priority <laughs> as often as possible. You know, I have um yeah. I have a meditation practice and so for me meditating, I try to <laughs> meditate on a daily basis. Sometimes it doesn't work, but um I find that's a really good way to to block out the time and to make yourself even if it's just 10 minutes a day. It doesn't have to be a long time, but just checking in with yourself and um a really good way of doing this is actually creating a routine and a schedule. Um, I feel like a lot of the times we will roughly say, oh, I'll do this when it works or I'll do that when I have the time. And it's like, no, no, make the time and make it a routine. Mm -hmm. And that kind of goes along with habit stacking. So if when you're creating a habit, um, it's easier when you're lumping the habit in with another type of habit. Um, So if, if you're trying to meditate or do the gym or brush your teeth daily, whatever it might be, trying to work with that and understanding the routine and the schedule around it and making it a really big priority for you and just setting your boundaries around it will help you to follow through with it. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. That's really big. And I think like, you know, any kind of thing that's important to you, like you said, if it's meditation or yoga or spending time with friends, like scheduling it in, like it's another client session, another meeting, another thing you have to do it's like setting that, setting that, I guess, boundary for yourself that you're worth it and being like, my time is just as valuable as my client's time or my business time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's really good. And for sure, I'm going to do a topic on life balance because this is something I struggle with. I'll be honest. Like it's, it's tough to balance the family life and the partner life and the, um, friend life with the business life. And when do you just turn it off? Right. So yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because it's something, you know, I'm going to explore a lot about on this podcast because I know that it's again, maybe one of those like secret things that a lot of us go through and we just don't talk enough about. No. And, and it's kind of funny because although this, um, 
podcast is on self-doubts and fears, you know, when it comes to scheduling yourself, I find there's actually a lot of self-doubts and fears around it. You know, there's a lot of people that are scared to stop and are scared to, because they might miss this or they might miss out or whatever it might be. And so I actually think that it'll help ingrain um, different healthy habits for you. And, you know, I'm a huge list person. I love making lists. I love making budgets. I love doing things like that. And so even when it comes to scheduling myself, sometimes I just just write down all the things that I want to do and I just put that aside and it's out of my head now and I don't have to think about it and I can just be present in the moment. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Brain dumping it, like getting it out of the head oh, yeah. I think is so important. I tell my clients that all the time, like, okay, everything that's in there that is giving you anxiety, let's just get it out of the head. And like, oh, I'll yeah. tell people a lot. Yeah, have like a notebook beside your bed if that's yeah. like where your thoughts are coming to you. You know, if you're waking up and you're like, oh God, and you're just having these like ruminating thoughts, write them down. Or even like, I know when I'm in water, like if I'm in the shower, if I'm swimming, that's when my thoughts come to me. So spend some time after getting them out of your head and then you can revisit them at another time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I was definitely one of those people that had a notebook by my bed and I was always like, you know, lying in bed. Oh my gosh, I like forgot about this or I need to do that. (laughs) So it's just like I could lay there for hours thinking about it or I could just write it down and it's like it'll be there in the morning. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So last is the ask for help. So I know you kind of dug into this one a little bit more, but I just want to leave it open if you want to say anything more about this topic as well. Yeah. And this is a really, really big one. Um, I, this is actually what kind of got me started and I'm really, really, really thankful for uh, my meditation mentor, Carly, because she is kind of the reason I'm where I'm at right now. Um, I've been seeing her on a monthly basis and uh, she didn't give me an ultimatum by any means, but we met in, I think it was November or December. And I was telling her how, you know, scourged and frustrated I was in a few different areas and how I wanted to do this. And I wanted to do that. And she's like, well, why not? Like, why aren't you doing it? And I'm like, I don't, you know, I don't think it's going to be good enough. I've got, you know, my perfectionist and da, 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 da. I had all these excuses. And she's like, by the time we meet next month, I want you to have like three things done. I don't care what they are, just have three of the things you've just talked about done. And by the time I saw her the next time, I had a heck of a lot more things done than just three things. (laughs) But it just, it Mm -hmm. gave me that push to be like, yeah, you're right. Why am I not doing this? Like I, I can do it. I've got the time. I've got the means. I've got whatever it might be to be able to do it. I just need to get over myself and do it. Um, And I'm, I'm just Mm -hmm. like super grateful and thankful for that. And so when it comes to asking for help, like sometimes it just takes saying it, just talking to somebody. And I do really think that having a mentor or a coach or somebody that you're working with will really help with this for sure. Yeah. I know from my own experience as well, like it just helps to keep me more accountable, uh, more positive. You know, I just feel like I get more done because I have someone Mm -hmm. every week being like, how are you doing? I'm really checking in. And that kind of support is priceless. Um, And I'm so honored to be able to support other people in that way too, um, because I know how it can feel when you have that list of a million things and you're like, where do I even get started? Right. So it's just like for someone to kind of clear the noise or to help navigate it with you is like super, super amazing. Um, And the other, I just wanted to add on like asking for help. I know this is kind of different than what we're talking about, but um, like, it's not like asking for help in a person, but one way I've asked for help that I want to share with you guys, um, just in Mm -hmm. able to like manage my time more and the way that I show up, you know, again, we talked about balance with family and, and social life. Like one way that I can have more time for that is by asking for help for things like cleaning my house, um, making my food and things like that. So, um, my partner Craig and I have hired a cleaner to come in once every two weeks and they do a deep clean. And that just like takes so much off my plate and sure it's an extra expense, but that, you know, amount we would have paid for a dinner out, in my opinion, is so much more valuable being put in that area where now I know that that's being taken care of for me. Also ordering my groceries online. Oh, sorry. Oh yeah. No, go. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just ordering my groceries online, like setting up like a online 
you know, um, grocery cart and then going to the grocery store and picking it up, like these simple things that save so much time. And instead of me, like, again, ruminating in my head, oh, I have to do this, this and that. It's like, how can I kind of set myself up for success by allowing other people to help me with things that I'm doing anyways? You know, how can I take that off my plate? And for me personally, I'm at the place in my business now where I'm looking at hiring a VA, a virtual Mm, assistant to help me with scheduling and my clients and other things like that which is scary for me because I am a, I really do like control. I've had my business for five years and done it all myself. So it's scary to release like that, but it's so necessary to ask for that kind of help at this point of where I am. Yeah, no, for sure. And I, I loved, I, I can't remember how you phrased it. You just said it, um, uh, allowing yourself the helper, um, basically allowing yourself to ask for help, you know, and receive the help, I guess, because I think that's one thing that can be hard for us is that we like to help people, but to get the help in return can actually be really hard for a lot of people. And we have that ingrained in us of having to do it all ourselves. And, you know, I don't need the help and I'm this and that. And it's like, we're not Wonder Woman. We don't need to do it all. (laughs) Like we can ask for help. And, um, another way too, like, I love that you said that you, you got a cleaner because there are ways to, incorporate and take a task off of your plate and give it to somebody else. And it doesn't have to be a financial means either. One way that I actually like to do things like this is um, networking with your community or friends or family and incorporating trades. So um, Mm -hmm. for example, you know, I do some meal prep for my mom sometimes and we just, we kind of work together and go back and forth. And there's some things that, you know, I help her out with and she helps me out with. And it's really, really cool to, um, when you start talking to different people, you know, I'm my roommates, his parents, they have different things that they like to make homemade stuff. And we have our ginger beer that we make and stuff. And so we'll trade with that. And so there's just like fun little ways that you can kind of release the expectations of doing everything yourself and reaching out and just getting the help with it. Um, and sometimes it is paying yeah. people or sometimes it's not too, but, um, I do think that that's, that's really key. And, it'll actually give you a lot more power too when you feel comfortable asking for help um, in the event that where, <laughs> I mean, I guess where you're at right now too, you're going to be needing help. And so you're going to be asking somebody to help you with your business. And that is very hard when you've done it all yourself for mm-hmm. so long and you, you know how it runs, trying to bring somebody into that and teach them what you know is really, really challenging and releasing the, I have to do it all or the micromanaging or whatever it is that come with it. It's just, that can be challenging. So when you practice it, it's like any other thing, you know, going to the gym, practicing, you're exercising your muscles, you're exercising your brain, you're exercising your um, beliefs and releasing your self-doubts of allowing the help and yeah, releasing judgment around it basically. Yeah. And creating that new belief of what we talked about earlier, right? Like trying it out and seeing how it fits and seeing if you can rewrite that for yourself. Yeah. 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 It's scary. Yeah. I'm a little freaked out. I'll be honest. Um, <laughs> so like I that bet. brings up your anxiety for me to like hand over essentially my business to somebody else, but it's another yeah. layer that I have to get through in order to grow. And, yeah. you know, we're all going to be, everybody listening is going to be at a different place in their business, but at some point there's going to be some area where you need to like see how you can like, ask for help or bring in bring in people onto your team or whatever it might be you know just so you can grow a little bit more so we always need to be thinking about in terms of like how can I take a little bit more off my plate and Mm -hmm. I like to think about it like how can I give a job to someone else that does that job better than I do it right yeah Yeah. it doesn't have to be all on me yeah Um, yeah that's like, like when it comes to procrastination too. understanding the root cause of procrastination a lot of the times it's you know we don't want to do it and if we don't want to do it, why don't we want to do it? Is because uh, do we think that we can't do it? Or are we actually just not good at this job? Or we're not good at that area? Like we're not designed to do everything. And sometimes that's okay. We have to recognize that and delegating the task to somebody else or outsourcing or hiring somebody else to do it. It'll allow you to actually do the things that you want to do and do it well. You don't have to spread yourself so thin. And, um, you know, the quality versus quantity. Sometimes it's better to just, yeah cultivate that support group or that network and get somebody that's really good at it and have them handle it so that you get to do the things that you're really good at. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Thank you so much for all of those. Those were all really awesome ways to like, 
like tangible ways to really release the self-doubt and also just to start like um, nourishing ourselves a little bit more. Like I love how you came from like a really like, I guess, holistic place of um, it's not just like, hey, self-doubt and fears like go away and trying (laughs) to like wash them out and like pretend that they're not happening. You're like, let's like really actually sit with them and, and move through them and do something about them in a way that's like honoring yourself and your needs. So thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, kind of touching a little bit on that too, is just practicing gratitude every day too. Um, Mm -hmm. Just being grateful for what you have already and just showing uh, gratitude towards yourself and a little bit more compassion and love to yourself because you're killing it. (laughs) We're all doing (laughs) the best that we can here. So um, I think that we just need to remind ourselves of that. And yeah, just remember that, yeah, you are with it. You are good enough and you can do this. Yeah, thank you for that. I, I hope that everybody let that sink in and replay that if you didn't because it's so true. We need to hear that more. And we need to really like cultivate that feeling of like, we've got this. We can do it. You know, um, everything's happening for me and and really kind of seeing things from that place. So um, I know that you you spoke about doing like kind of affirmations mm-hmm. and like support. How, can you share with everyone? I know um, that you do help people with like weekly affirmations. So why don't you share with us like what what you do and how people can kind of follow along with that? Yeah, for sure. So I've dedicated this year to um, affirmations. I started in January and basically I'm sending out a weekly affirmation every Sunday so you can start your week off right. Um, I really enjoy supporting people and helping people and these affirmations helped me quite a bit to get me started and um, release a lot of self-doubts and judgments and just remind myself of all the things that we talked about basically. So um, I know there's going to be some links provided below in uh, your podcast, I believe, but um, yeah, I'll get them in the show notes for you yeah, guys. So my, my company, I can't even remember what I said at the beginning, but is Sofferson Wellness. And so you can go online to my um, website and you can just follow along to the blog and the affirmations can be emailed to you. Um, and yeah, and so those will, those are just free. You can just get those sent to you and um, hopefully they're helping some people. I know I've got a lot of really good feedback from people right now saying that it seems like every time I send it out, it's just exactly what I need. So hopefully that works for uh, somebody else as well. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, definitely. And then also I know that you are like a big proponent of like um, – I guess, self-development and like working on yourself and reading and audiobooks and all of that. And I know we had chatted before about a few um, resources that have been helpful for you. Do you want to share yeah, those with sure. everybody I, right now? You know, I can't stress the importance of continuing your education in any way possible. Um, that doesn't have to be in the form of books and audiobooks. Um, it can be in life skills as well. But for me personally, I found these reading materials really, really helped me. And um these these couple of books that I'll mention I basically have them on hand and I'll actually reread them and uh they're actually all available on audiobooks I believe as well so it's nice because I'll just throw on an audiobook when I'm folding laundry or driving somewhere or whatever it might be and it's it's just a a really great way to stay inspired and so one of them I kind of mentioned before it's called Tiny Leaps Big Changes by Greg Clunas and um he talks a lot. He breaks it down really easy. It's really step by step. And um, it's just a really, really easy book to listen to and to understand. And um, it talks a lot about procrastination, a lot about habit stacking, a lot about auditing your lives and uh, checking in with yourself, seeing, you know, are you actually spending this amount of money or maybe you're doing more or whatever it might be. Um, there's a lot of areas that he talks about, but I find that's a really, really good book. Um, And then another one that's a super short read, literally you could sit down and maybe read it in a couple of hours, is The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by Deepak Chopra. And this one, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just, it it hits all the points for me. And I find that I'll just have that by my bed if I want something um, to inspire me or something to read quickly just for a snippet because it's so, so short. And um, it's just one of those books that, yeah, you can just pick up and go, basically. Um, and then one another one is The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Um, all these reading materials also, I think, will be included in the podcast at the 
below. So like, don't feel like you need to be writing all these down. But um, the compound effect by Darren Hardy was one that was introduced to me from another fellow <laughs> entrepreneur years ago. And this was when I was kind of um, running a company at the time. And it's again, it's a really short book too. And basically, he's talking about how you compound daily things, small changes every single day, just to improve your life overall. And it doesn't need to be big changes. It's just one small improvement and just compounding it. Um, and again, he's a really cool person to follow along to. I get his email sent to me as well. And um, yeah, he's a he's a pretty inspiring. Yeah, person. I've heard a lot about that book, and, Compound Effect. I'm, I think I'm gonna actually order it yeah. online after we after our chat because um, I I know a lot of like the I guess top performing entrepreneurs that I follow online like all reference that book. So there's something magical there for sure. Oh, for sure. And I think um, I actually I know a lot of people that have just bought it for all of their employees. You know, it's like it's almost a requirement for a lot of people to read it because it is anybody can use it. Doesn't matter if you're in business or, you know, you're just trying to change something in your life. Um, I find that it's it's good for anybody. Yeah, it might be so. good for people to read to yeah. help their clients, like with small changes in their health. Yeah, oh, yeah. that sounds really good. Definitely. Yeah. And then the last one is um, The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. And um, I'm sure lots of people have heard of Brene Brown. I'm a huge mm-hmm. fan of her. She's got, uh, you know, the very first thing I saw about her was the TED Talk on vulnerability. And boy, like that just like totally hit home for me. So um, uh, yeah, the gifts of imperfection. Uh, it talks a lot about shame, a lot about vulnerability as well. And again, understanding that we all, we all feel these, we all are in, we all have the same feelings around this. And again, understanding it and um, owning it as opposed to letting it overcome you. And um, she's just such a beautiful person. I just, I really, really enjoy the way she talks. Um, You feel like a real person when you're, when you're listening to her, you know, when she's talking, it doesn't feel like she's judging or anything like that she comes from a place of understanding Mm -hmm. and relating and I just find that it's it's a great way to encourage anybody that needs a little bit more compassion and love to themselves yeah I agree I love her too did you hear that she's coming out with a Netflix special no, I did not. Yeah, oh <laughs> I think in April or I guess depending when you guys are listening to this, it might already be out and be like a huge thing. Oh. So this will sound ridiculous when when. That's <laughs> so exciting. But yeah, it's coming out and it's going to be big. So like, I think that's another kind of resource for you guys. Um, you know, Brene Brown's awesome, and and I think you kind of touched on this. Like, she's so relatable. Um, totally. That I think is it's another really good resource, even in that like self development realm, to really like hone your skills and um kind of yeah just help you to feel a lot better about being on the path that you're on um and really show yeah. up in a brave way so yeah, yeah thank definitely. you for sharing those those are yeah. awesome I'm I'm like gonna read all of those because they all sound <laughs> like tiny like um awesome books especially the tiny leaps one the one that was not the one I recommended I recommended I big leaps but I think tiny leaps sounds a little better so um and if you're yeah. curious um big the Big Leap is the book that I had recommended um, by Gay Hendricks. I like that book as yeah. well. So if you guys are looking for another book, now you have five books you need to read. I know. It was just so funny when I was – yeah, I wrote it down as Tiny Leaves. And I even – I know the book that you're talking about, The Big Leaps, because everybody has been talking about it. And I'm like, I got to get that book. I got to get that book. And so I write this one. I get this one. And then I realize it's not the right one. And I was telling my mom about that the other day. And she's like, that's okay. It's just you need to do the tiny leap first before you get to the big leap. So yeah, I love that. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, mom. That's a good yeah, one. Basically. <laughs> okay, Heidi. Thank you so much. This was um, such a pleasure, like having you on and really digging into this. And I'm just so appreciative for you, like being honest and, and really like giving people actionable ways to um, squash the fear because it sucks and it doesn't feel good and it can really derail us from our bigger picture and from that dream that we have. And I know a lot of you guys are dreamers and you want to help people and you're, you're givers. And you know, when we get in this fear state, it can really squash that big dream. So listen to this episode as many times as you need to, um, to reinforce that, you know, you've got this and you can move past it and use a lot of Heidi's tips to get yourself out of that place and kind of move forward, um, in a really like positive energetic state. So thank you so, so much for being here. Um, 
Yeah, no, I, I've really enjoyed this. And um, just before we go, can you actually let people know how they can find you online? Like if they want to be like on <laughs> Team Heidi now and they want to follow you on social media, yeah, where can sure. they find so you? So I am on social media. I do have an Instagram page as well as a Facebook page. And um, I'm, I usually go and I'm on my business page more than my personal so on Sofferson Wellness it's kind of hard to spell sometimes so I know that there's going to be a link at the bottom that you could check out Um, but yeah I would love it if you guys followed along and definitely get the affirmation sent to you I hope that'll really support you guys and help you on your journey and um, yeah hopefully I'll be doing more things like this where I can network and get out there and talk to people but uh, right now find me on social media. (laughs) Thank you so much, Heidi. I really appreciate you being on. Yeah. Thanks again. I really, really appreciate the time that you've given me for this. So thanks. Thanks for listening in. If you like this episode, feel free to leave us a review, share the episode with a friend or take us on social media. Catch you next time.